a group of misfits entering a Las Vegas dodgeball tournament to save their cherished local gym from an onslaught of a corporate health fitness chain. Good job. Thank you. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining Our Childhood, a nostalgic weekly podcast where a married couple rewatches and reviews our favorite 90s and 2000s movies to decide if they hold up to our adult standards. Yes. And if you didn't notice that Ryan read that summary because I am having a time <laughs> and cannot read. You always practice it and you always nail it the first two times. In the minute we record, you're like, I can't read this anymore. It's that pressure. Yeah. It's knowing that I'm recording or knowing somebody's watching me do it or mm-hmm. that this has to be the final product. I get a little inside my head and freak out and then I can't say onslaught. Is that how you say it? <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes. You said it correctly. On um, the old IMDB. There you go. Yeah. Again, with the not being able to pronounce that. This week, we're doing the 2004 classic Dodgeball, A True Underdog Story. Yes. And it's a poll winner yeah. on okay. the on the old social medias. I felt like this was one of the more definitive winners where it won across all the platforms. It did, yeah. Usually and... we have like, sometimes Instagram will randomly be like really... For one specific mm-hmm. movie, and then the other two are kind of even. But this one was even across the board. Yeah. And if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about our weekly polls. Yes. Over on all of our social medias, on yes. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we're going to extend them for a while, I think. We were only planning to do them for two months, but then we thought, you know, they're fun, and people like voting, and people like commenting when they're happy, when they're their movies win like christy on facebook and alicia on instagram were yeah. really excited that dodgeball was going to win so and the other thing that i was thinking is when you suggested extending them out it would give us a bigger pool of losers mm-hmm. to kind of match up so it wasn't these two were losers next week it's the other two and then the ultimate loser going like it was going to only be over spread up over a three-week thing yeah whereas now if we extend this out for a couple more months we're going to have a nice pool of losers yes to kind of maybe spread them out maybe over the summer yeah over the summer of unknowns that's but life especially right now yes so yeah that sounds like a plan i'm glad we're discussing this right now live on the podcast that's how we do it so 2004 was a, a good year for Ashley. Mm-hmm. Was it a good year for Ryan? Yeah. I had just finished, when this came out, it came out in June. I had just finished my freshman year of college. Nice. Yeah. I just graduated high school. I had the world ahead of me. I was bright-eyed and bushy-tailed with optimism. <laughs> um, go ahead and hit us with some 2004 facts, and we'll talk about dodgeball a little bit. Yeah. The movie was released on June 18th of 2004. It had a budget of $20 million, and it grossed $167.7 million. Uh, Some popular TV shows from 2004 were CSI, American Idol, and Desperate Housewives. Uh, Some of the popular songs were Usher featuring Little John and Ludacris, Yeah. 
Juvenile featuring Soldier Boy Slim, Slow Motion, and Outcast. Hey, y'all. Those were some songs. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't do the movies. <laughs> uh, popular movies, Meet the Fockers, starring one of our stars. Um, the Incredibles and Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Nice. Yeah. Good year for cinema. I would say. Do we say that a lot? I think we do, but I feel like this was the time period where I was going to a movie pretty much every week, and there was probably about a five-year period. So I see a lot of these movies show up on the top ten. I'm like, I saw that. I saw that. I yeah. Saw, yeah. This was this came out. I know I discuss a lot of times where when I was, especially movies that come out uh, in the 90s, I never really saw them in theaters because I barely went to the theaters when I was really little. Mm-hmm. But this is like that sweet spot where I had a car. Mm-hmm. I had a job. So I could go to the movies whenever I wanted. Yeah. And I went to the movies quite a bit. I'm not sure who I saw this with. Probably some of my high school friends. I don't think I saw it with my brother. First, so that's like a first. Hey, no. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it was similar. I probably went and saw it with some buddies and maybe my brothers went. Yeah. But I know I saw it in theaters. I just don't know with who. This was the time period where exactly I still lived at home. I don't think I even had a car payment because my brother gave me a car. Nice. So I'm like rolling in dough. Yeah. I can go to the movies all the time. It's true. Yeah. It was nice. I wasn't really rolling in dough because I did work part time. Oh, no. And I think about how much money I made. I think I made like $150 a week. Oh. I did get paid weekly, though, so that was sweet. My first job was weekly. Yeah. But it was part time, and I'm talking like six hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. My paychecks were like $25. (laughs) You're like, taxes? Yeah. I was definitely working full-time because I did work full-time my first year of college, which is probably why I didn't do so hot on the (laughs) college side. I was like, well, I could apply myself or I could go have fun. Yeah, but you had moved out of your parents' house, right? I moved out. Or a second. It was the second. It was at the end of this summer is when I moved out. Yeah. Because I was thinking if you were living on your own, then you would need a full-time job, but... Mm -hmm. I was still living with my parents, and like I said, I just graduated high school, so. Yeah. Definitely miss those days where I didn't have to have that much money, and I could spend it kind of the way I wanted. Yeah. Without any real responsibility. It was nice to get a paycheck and go, what am I going to buy this week? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've said it on the podcast before, but 90% of the time, I'd head straight to the mall to my favorite store, Maurice's, Mm -hmm. and buy, like, three outfits maybe three outfits they were pricey i was bad in the sense i worked for a large retail chain at that point and i would pump that money right back into the store i'm like oh what video game should i go buy (laughs) hmm walk right out the door and there went 50 bucks uh i mean having worked at that same place Mm -hmm. i i do know i've done it too yeah i remember the one time walking out of there after a shift with like $60 worth of makeup. And I was like, what? Do I really need all this? And then you went, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. So I guess we can move on to does this hold up? Does it? Does Will it? it? What is your prediction? I kind of thought about it a lot today. And I kept going, I don't think it's going to hold up. Because I felt like I really enjoyed Vince Vaughn at this time period. 
but I think in hindsight I look and I go, I don't always think his stuff ages well. I still really enjoy Ben Stiller's acting yeah. in his movies. Like we both really love Walter Mitty in a lot of his movies, but I think it's the Vince Vaughn factor that's going to hurt the movie. And there's going to be some uh, offensive jokes because I know some of the, even Ben Stiller's character and the way they portray. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going it's not going to hold up. I agree with you that it's not going to hold up, but I think it's actually because of Ben Stiller's character and what I can remember of the amount of fat jokes even. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I We try to be very understanding about... Obviously, it's a different time. It's 2020. Mm-hmm. We're trying to be a society where we don't fat shame people. We don't make fun of people because maybe they are different. I'm using air quotes because what is really different? Everybody's fucking different. Yeah. But... I don't think that's going to age well, and I don't know if they're going to be even funny to me. But I'm going to try to keep it on my mind, but I think that's that's the number one thing, and there's probably stuff that I don't even remember, because again, I don't know the last time I saw this movie. I'm thinking it was at least 12 or 15 years ago for yeah. me. I'm kind of looking forward to the cameos, because yes. I'm sure there's people that I forgot were in this movie because i felt like in this time period will ferrell would make movies ben stiller vince vaughn and they would all kind of pop up in their each other's movies even if it was just a real brief cameo like that was a nice it was a treat when you would be watching these movies you didn't know who was going to appear that's very true yeah very true so where you can see this movie i always feel like that's such an awkward (laughs) where you can see this movie if you don't own it like we do you can i do like i when you say it you always say it like it's a brag like <laughs> if you're not as uh what's the word <laughs> you can't even think of i can't one. think of the word if you're not lucky enough to own this cinematic treasure <laughs> this like we do 12.99 dvd <laughs> that's probably 20 dollars when we bought it let's be honest yeah it is on hbo now and hbo or hbo go mm-hmm. either or so you can access it on there if you have uh, the HBO subscription. Nice. And yeah, so I guess, do we have anything else to talk about or do we should we go watch this movie? We should go watch this movie. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and hit the... Pausey pause. And go watch Dodgeball and come back and talk about it like we always do. I did it again. Yep. Okay. And we're back. We just finished watching Dodgeball, and we're going to go ahead and break down our movie with our categories, like we always do. And our first category is, well, hello there. Well, hello there. Where we talk about any cameos of famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot were in the movie. And who did you notice? There was a lot. So bear with us for at least a good 20 minutes. (laughs) If you want to fast forward, we understand, but we do love talking about actors and and such. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, the first one I noticed was Chris Williams. Mm-hmm. I mean, besides the lead characters that you should remember if you've ever seen this movie, Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn, mm-hmm. Chris Williams plays Dwight and he works at Average Joe's, mm-hmm. the gym that Vince Vaughn's character Peter owns. And he's been in a lot of comedies. And most notably, I know him from Silicon Valley, Curb Your Enthusiasm. And then he was in something else. Wasn't he on Ugly Betty? Was he? I thought so. Oh. With his much more famous sister, 
who he probably hates. Is he Vanessa Williams' brother? Yes. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's Vanessa he, Williams' he's brother. kind of pretty, like... Yeah, okay, I can see it. He's got, like, the pretty eyes. Okay, I get it. What else was he in that I just looked up? I don't know. Like, something recent that we watched. Oh. I don't know. Let me click on him. Oh, he was on The Great Indoors with Joe McHale. Maybe that's what it was, and it wasn't something recently we watched, but I just remember him from that. But anyway, Chris Williams plays Dwight. The end. Who's yours? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the end. Uh, the first one I noticed was Joel David Moore. He played Owen, who was kind of the nerdy guy that worked at Average Shows. Yeah. And the main thing I know him from was Bones. Yes. And then I did see he's actually in the next two Avatar movies. He's been in all the Avatar movies. Oh, well, yeah. that, so he was in the original Avatar. Fun fact, he'll be in the sequel, guys. <laughs> and he had like a one or two episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., remember, in the last season? Mm-hmm. He played one of the Chromicons. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah, now that you mentioned that. Because yeah. I kept going, I'm like, what do I know this guy from? And yeah. then I was like, oh, he was on Bones. That's the main thing. But Yeah, yeah. for sure. Same. Yeah. My next one is Steven Root, mm-hmm. who plays Gordon, who's one of the team members of the Average Joes. And he is from a lot of things, but yes. most notably Office Space. Milton. Uh, yeah, Milton. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, a thing that we most recently watched him in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He, was, he played Charles's father. Yeah. And he one of my favorite characters is True Blood. He plays Lafayette's first Love lover, him. I guess. I mean, yeah. he was a prostitute, so one of his Johns. I, I always kind of trip out a little bit because I most associate him with milton yes and so when he pops up in other things he's never that nerdy i mean he's kind of nerdy in this movie but you realize how they really nerded him up for that movie because he's just a normal handsome guy yeah but they really think he's handsome he's handsome he's a good looking man (laughs) he's a he's a good actor he's been in a lot of stuff too but yeah those are the three main things i know him from Mm mm-hmm Who's your next one? My next one is Justin Long. Yes. Who plays Justin. Justin. I always like when on TV or in movies where the actor has the same name. Like I remember them always making fun of Tim Allen and saying that he had to be Tim on Home Improvement because he wouldn't answer to any other name. I think it would be an adjustment, especially if you're like new to acting, to mm-hmm. be to be called something else, but at the same time. I'd also find it a little weird to be playing a character with my same name. Yeah, exactly. And Justin Long, he was in Accepted and Live Free and Die Hard. <laughs> You're New Girl. all of his amazing movies. Yeah. He's been in a lot of things. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of things. He was in uh, that romantic comedy with Drew Barrymore, who was Go his the girlfriend distance? at the time. Yeah, yeah. I li- always liked that one. That was a good one. What was my next one? Alan Tudyk. Ooh. Did I say his last name right? I believe so. I'm always afraid I'm going to say it wrong. He plays Steve the Pirate. Mm-hmm. And he literally has been in so many things. And then a bunch of things that people probably don't even know he's in yeah, because he's of his good, voice actor. Yeah, he's a good voice actor. Yeah. Uh, Firefly. Mm-hmm. Bunch of other things. I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. I can't even name anything right now off the top of my head. And the main thing that I tripped out when I learned he did the voice was Wreck-It Ralph playing king candy yeah but because it doesn't specifically sound like him no no 
Mm-mm. You know how there's people, there's voice actors where they can do different voices, but it like the tone of the voice sounds the same. Like, mm-hmm. uh, is it E.G. Daly? Is that her name that does like Tommy Pickles voice? And okay. everything you hear, and she kind of has that raspiness, so you know who it is. Mm-hmm. When you said the name, I had no clue who you were talking about. But then once he said, does the voice of Tommy Pickles, I'm like, yeah. And when, was it Valley Girl that she's in? She's in Valley Girl, and then she had a guest spot on Friends, where yeah. she was the friend of Phoebe who steals a smelly cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The minute you pointed out who she was, I could not hear could not not hear tommy pickles voice when <laughs> yes. she would talk and it's just weird because like she has a sex scene in that movie yeah and it's just like uh, yeah yeah when she on? does like she'll be like oh man or something like that <laughs> yeah. I, all i can hear is tommy pickles yeah. talk yeah i just went so too short. okay my next one was julie gonzalo and the main thing she plays amber in this movie she's a cheerleader who's friends with uh justin long she was parker on veronica mars yep and then also she was on the Dallas reboot that yes. we watched like two episodes of and gave up on it. Yeah. It wasn't for us. No. But, you know, teach their own. The best part of that show was the theme song. Everything. It was downhill after that. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jesse Metcalf. Yeah. Jesse Metcalf. The next person for me was Christine Taylor plays Kate. Mm-hmm. And she's been in a lot of movies uh zoolander yes and brady bunch movie she played marcia marcia mm-hmm. and the wedding singer yeah which is a show we featured on this episode mm-hmm. movie we featured <laughs> on this we... podcast <laughs> <laughs> i've had a beer uh and also i believe now ben stiller's ex-wife I don't yeah they're, they're, they're no longer married yeah but I always thought they were a cute couple. Yeah, they were. My next one was Lori Beth Denberg, who oh, played yes. Martha, uh, one of the cheerleaders. And the main thing I remember her from was all that. Yes. Yeah. She does shows with, uh, why can't I think his name? Danny Treb- Trebinelli oh. from Mighty Ducks and Pete, Pete and Pete. Pete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do like nostalgic shows. They might have a podcast too. Oh, wow. But I follow... Uh, Danny uh-huh. on Instagram and they, they always post stuff. But oh, they nice. use, they do like shows in Los Angeles like and they talk about the Nickelodeon days and stuff. Yeah, because they were... That was one of my favorite shows when I was growing up was all, all that. that. Yeah. yeah, with her. And I she was always on hilarious it. on that show too. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah. It's crazy because like... I don't... Um, Amanda Bynes was a really big star for a minute there. Yeah. And, but the fact that Kenan Thompson kind of just transitioned right from that to a couple SNL. years later to SNL and he's been on SNL for like 15 years now as they make jokes it's his show it's now. his show uh, yeah. and you know what if I had if you had asked me to pick a star from those early Mighty Ducks movies I would have told you that guy was going to be a star and it was Keenan Thompson because he was the best part of Mighty Ducks 2 best part of like heavyweights he it's amazing when somebody so young can have like such good like comedic timing. Yeah. It's, it's pretty insane. It's crazy. And obviously worked out well for him. Yeah, definitely. My next one mm-hmm. was uh, a little bit random, but Jamal Duff, he plays Michelle. Okay. He looked really familiar. Uh-huh. And he played Zeke on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is Terry's brother-in-law. 
I never knew that. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, he's a very large man. Yes. And he makes Terry Crews look like a tiny person. <laughs> yes. Which is the reference of yeah. how big he is. But yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah. crazy. And he's been in some other things, but that was like the number one thing when I recognized him from. When you said his real name, I'm like, who the hell is Ashley talking about? You <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, blew my mind. I like to. Yes. My next one was Hank Azaria, yes. who played young Patches O'Houlihan. And Hank Azaria, when I was growing up, was on Mad About You. He played Nat the Dog Walker. Uh, he was married to Helen Hunt at one point and probably most famous for doing a ton of the voices on The Simpsons. Yeah. yeah. It always blew my mind when I was a kid because I loved the birdcage. Mm-hmm. And he plays uh, their housekeeper slash... I think he dances at the club, too. I don't know if he does. I think he's, like, one that wants to, and they're like, whatever, because he's, he's a little extra. Yeah. But he was always my favorite part in that movie. But then it blew my mind when I realized he was the one that did so many voices on The Simpsons. I was like, what? You're like, whoa. Um, That's another thing. Like, when you see the person who voices characters, it never... Clicks in your brain. It never clicks. Like, we mentioned Alan Tudyk, now Hank Azaria. It never... I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That was yours. Yes. Oh, another person that was had a very small part in this, but I recognized her, uh, was Gordon's wife. It's played by Susie Nakamura. And she is actually in Dead to Me, which we're catching up on the first season. I've seen it, but you have not. So mm-hmm. I'm doing a rewatch with you. She plays one of uh, Christina Applegate's neighbor, the one that gave her the casserole. And she's just like, imagine your husband gets hit by a car. And that's what it's like. Um <laughs> And then oh, she, yeah. I can't she, imagine what you're going through. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then she was in Dr. Ken. And I'm surprised we never watched Dr. Ken because we love, we Ken, love Jong. Ken Jong. Yeah. And all of the community people guest starred on it almost, almost all of them. Yeah. And yeah. We'll have to check it out. It's only like two seasons. I yeah. Think, so I think it's like, for me personally, I have a hard time getting into shows nowadays, like when they first start. Because I feel like they get canceled so easily. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to like invest time in an, a new series if I know it's just going to get canceled. And I'm more such nerds that I follow websites where they'll tell you the what they think are the odds that a show is going to get canceled. So I let that influence me. Yeah. Like I don't know if you remember when Parks and Rec came out. Probably the first two years I was like, they say it's going to get canceled. So I don't want to watch it. Yeah. was on for six seasons. We, we started it. And then yeah. you're like, I think it's going to get canceled. So then we just like let it pile up in our DVR. And mm-hmm. then, yeah. And it took us a year or two to get back into it. But <laughs> glad we did because it's one of our favorite shows. Exactly. Your next one? My next one was Curtis Armstrong. He has a real small cameo in the movie as Mr. Ralph. He kind of, I would say, runs the little primary tournament that average joe plays yeah, like in. the local yeah so they can qualify and he was in revenge of the nerds booger booger and then the other thing that more recently we've seen him in was he was the principal i believe yes a new girl on new girl yeah. i feel like he was in something else we saw recently too but maybe it was one of the movies we did for an episode could be i don't know but yeah he's, he's... yeah you hit the nail on the head i mean he's booger in revenge of the nerds yeah <laughs> Another movie I haven't seen in a good 20 years that I don't think will hold up, just yeah. to count 
for some scenes that I do remember. I think I've seen it one time, and it was because they filmed part of that movie at the University of Arizona. Uh-huh. And my brother went to that school, and he stayed in the one dorm where, like, a lot of the movie was filmed. Nice. So when they would give you your tour, they'd quickly point out, Revenge of the Nerds was filmed in this dorm, just sure, so you know. Sure, Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the next person is Missy Pio plays Fran. Yes. Which is a very, I guess, rem- memorable, memorable, mm. memorable character. Mm-hmm. From re- She's from a made-up country, right? Yeah. It didn't sound like it was real. And she has a unibrow and she's... Supposed to be really ugly, but Missy Pyle's a very attractive woman, so <laughs> even then she doesn't look that ugly. Yeah. But she's on Ben Stiller's character's team. Mm-hmm. The Cobras or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. The Globa Gym Cobras. Because they come they come out and they're like Yeah. And Ryan just did the yeah. Yeah. Nerd folks. Nerd. Uh what was your next one? Oh and Missy Piles and Gone Girl and was in Big Fish and yeah, so like just... she's the type of actress where I feel like she's been in everything. Yeah, like just smaller parts. Usually the character actor that they are like, let's get somebody that can be funny for like three lines and mm-hmm. she'll knock it out of the park. I was gonna say she'll come in and nail it. Yeah, boom. Who's your next one? My next one was Rip Torn. Yes, who played Old Patches Olahan and. He was already on the Larry Sanders show, and the other big thing that I recognized him from was Men in Black. Yeah, same. And then he passed away last year. Oh, wow. Did you not know that? I thought it was a lot earlier. Oh, no. It said 2019. Okay. The next one was not physical, but it was a voice that we recognized, but it was Patton Oswalt was the voice of the announcer in the pizza commercial Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the scene where White Goldman is having private time with a slice of pizza. Yes. And I I looked up the trivia, and he actually did the voiceover for uh, the beginning of the movie when he has a message. He, meaning Peter, has a message from the video rental store. Oh, That's okay. him as well. Nice. Yeah. He, yeah, he calls him up to tell him a bunch of pornos are basically and, late. And Mona Lisa smiles. And Mona Lisa smiles. Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> Um, what was your next one? My next one was Gary Cole as Cotton McKnight, who is one of the announcers from ESPN 8, The Ocho. The Ocho. And Gary Cole, the big thing I remember him from when as a child was playing Mike Brady in yeah. those Brady Bunch movies. It, with uh, Christine, Christine Taylor. Taylor, yeah. Yeah, and Gary Cole's another one. He was in Office Space. True Blood. Yeah. Uh, we watched Tarta Dixie earlier in the year. He's yeah. on that. He's just been in a ton of stuff. I feel like he played somebody else's dad in something recently. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the other announcer, Pepper yes. Brooks, <laughs> was played by Jason Bateman. And I remember when I first saw this movie, I went, that's the kid from Little House on the Prairie. Because I don't, I'm sure he did a lot of acting between, he was in Teen Wolf 2. Yeah. But. I hadn't seen a lot of stuff that he was in, so I literally was like, that's the one kid from Little House on the Prayer. I kind of looked him up because I was like, what was the first thing that I remember him in as an adult? And earlier in this year was when he started on Arrested Development, but prior to that, which I Earlier in 2004. 2004, Because you made it just sound like in 2020. 2020. 
which I did not watch Arrested Development when it was on. So this was basically the first thing that I had seen him in yeah. as an adult. This and Starsky and Hutch. Huh. So. Interesting. He's amazing. I love Jason Yes. Bateman. We on the third season of Ozarks mm-hmm. right now. Can you imagine if you're a kid and this is the first thing you saw him in as Ozark? And you're like, oh, that guy's such a good actor. And you're like, funny thing. He's amazing in comedies. Yes. That's <laughs> mostly what I feel like he's been yeah. in. Yeah. Juno to me was like his part was a little more serious, mm-hmm. but he just uh, he's one of my favorites. Yeah, I love Jason Bateman. Uh, what was your next one? We're almost done, guys. My next one, which is really probably only WWF fans would recognize her, was Candice Michelle, who she was the women's champion at one point. Uh, she plays a go-go dancer. Oh, she, the like dodge the dodgeball cheerleader. Yeah, it's real brief, and I just kind of glanced up. I was like, that looks like her, and it wasn't. You said, you're like, yeah, I saw it in the trivia that that is her. Yep. So, yeah. I was like kind of waiting for you to, because <laughs> no, I, I couldn't pick her out of the lineup. David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff <laughs> made a cameo. <laughs> I was like, I think there's another syllable you're missing there, Ash. <laughs> uh, as the German coach, because, you know, they had to make fun of the fact that Germany loves him. and uh, Old Mitch Buchanan. Yeah. Yeah. What was your next one? Uh, my next one is the great <laughs> Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Yep. It's a, not a timely reference. No, it is not. Especially considering the things that he was saying. Yep. We'll talk Any... about that later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Tour de France winner. Former Tour de France winner. Yes. Uh, the next one was another g- good old cameo of William Shatner. Mm-hmm. He plays the dodgeball chancellor. Yes. when And he gives a speech and he says, like, by the power invested in me, like he's <laughs> officiating a wedding, wedding yeah. to give out the prize. The last one I had was old Chuck Norris. <laughs> We're just calling people old. Well, old he is. Chuck Norris, yeah. He's like pushing 80. Yeah. Looks great for his age. Thank you, Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah? Yeah. I wonder if he'll make a cameo on the new one. God, I hope so. Same. Yeah. Just kicks some ass. He comes in and beats up Jared Padalecki. Oh, <laughs> You don't want that. Dean or Sam. Or both. Or both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I had actually one more, and it was, I noticed Joe, uh, Peter's dog is Baxter from Anchorman. Oh. Yeah. I picked up on that. I'm like, is that He looked like he had longer hair. Did they cut his hair? I don't, I don't know. know. I was He was only in that one scene, Yeah, really. it was real brief. I was like, Baxter? <laughs> no. Um, so 20 minutes later, I think I guessed that correctly, <laughs> we can move on to our next category. Kids would call it a throwback. We call it the prime of our teens, where we talk about fashion, offensive jokes, and dated references. I was waiting for the music, but I'll probably put it in before. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway. Best part is, I was jamming out to it in my head over here. I'm like, yeah. Any fashion you wanted to talk about? Uh, I have a few. Um, right off the bat, white when... Uh, Christine Taylor's character comes to visit him in his office. He has these shorts that he can inflate in the crotch yeah. to make it appear he has a better endowment. 
down there. It definitely reminded me of two episodes ago when we were talking about Casey Jones's crotchal area. Mm-hmm. It was uh, just as insinuated, <laughs> but it was like metallic. Uh huh. So yeah, I think I just had notes on him because his look is just amazing. He looks like a seventies porn star. Yes, because he dresses like his suits. Like he wears a white leisure suit with a purple neckerchief yeah to try to ask out kate Mm -hmm. and his hair is feathered and it's just it's it fits with his character i just don't think it fits with the time and i i don't know yeah it wasn't nobody would have thought he was styling when this movie came out no but i think you hit the nail on the head about being like a 70s porn star like he has a fu man shoe yeah. Which, outside of Hulk Hogan, that, who rocks that? He has that uh, gross mentality. Yeah. Did you have anything else? We talked about our love and affection for Jason Bateman. But if you watch this movie, his hair is amazing. Yes. It is so spiky. He looks like he belonged in a late 90s boy band. Yes. Yeah. Some of his wardrobe was very similar to that, too. Like Yeah. He honestly could be the pretty fly for a white guy music video guy. <laughs> yeah. His hair was pretty amazing. Yes. Um, what about some offensive jokes or dated references? For me, right off the bat, it wasn't really... Is it right off the bat? Right off the bat. Very first thing in the movie, it was kind of offensive and like I'm like, this is unnecessary, is they just do a montage at Globo Gym and... Yeah. It's just shots of boobs and butts. Totally unnecessary. I think in this context, it works because once you get a sense of Ben Stiller's character, White, he's really obsessed with uh, having a good body. Mm-hmm. And then he's also a creep to you, women and such. When you put it like that, yeah. But I felt like there wasn't so much of a attention paid to like biceps and yeah. legs or anything. It was just literally like, check out this busty woman. Check I, out this nice butt. I think like later in the movie when they have, when the average Joe crew is trying to raise money before they realize they could win it at a dodgeball tournament, Mm -hmm. they're having a car wash and across the street, some college girls are having car wash. And I felt like they focused on the college girls like bodies a little too much like that. You wouldn't see that today as much. And I thought that was out of place. Like, okay, we get it. They're hot girls. Yeah earlier in the movie personally i think it was a little more in context with understanding the character of white but still regardless i get where you're coming from yeah yeah they make a lot of lesbian jokes to kate Mm -hmm. they say oh she's a lesbian because she played softball yes but then uh rip torn's character patches takes it a step further says dyke and I think he calls her Billie Jean King at one point, which is a reference. <laughs> yes. And also offensive joke. Yes. I mean, not really offensive to her because Billie Jean King was pretty awesome. Yeah. And she's a national hero, I would think. I mean, she played a man in tennis and beat the ever-loving shit out of the guy. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she was also gay. So yeah. I guess that was the insult, but I'm not really seeing it as an insult, really. I think... 16 years ago when we were still more homophobic but now we're much more a lot of us are much more advanced in our thinking and advanced like we're robots we're advanced in our thinking oh a lot of people aren't going to be yelling out stuff like this just yeah on the fly exactly 
Fun fact about the word dyke. My brother, I think, thought he created the word, but he thought it was, is it a synonym for the word dick? So he went around calling us dykes for like two weeks. And my dad finally was like, do you even know what that means? Was How old was he? He was like 14. Oh, okay. 14 or 15. And he told him, and my dad's like, that's another word for a lesbian, you moron. Like, you didn't create that word. Well, it's an insult. For <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ex- yeah, exactly. It's but an insult for a lesbian. You didn't invent this word. Stop calling people it. <laughs> I, I had a similar thing where I thought I invented a phrase when I was like 10. And I thought it was so cool. It wasn't an insult, though. I can't remember what it was. And then I slowly realized when I'd hear it in movies and stuff, I'm like, I don't think I invented that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I gave myself too much credit. Yeah, it just, it seems like they, all of the, I guess, offensive jokes centered around the older Patches character. Mm -hmm. And I think it was almost just like them playing it safe, kind of like in Community when they kind of put all the offensive jokes on Pierce Hawthorne, which is Chevy Chase's character, because they're like, well, he's an older white guy who is racist. Yeah. So it's like almost like playing it safe in a way because they're like, well, it's the old white guy saying it. Yeah, it's not so offensive if it's an old guy. As long as everybody else is just like, don't say that, you know? Yeah, because he, right before he gives his, you know, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. And he throws the wrench at Justin Long. Right before he does that speech, he calls him a queer bag. Oh, he did say it really quickly, and yeah. I didn't catch it because then Justin was like, "What?" Yeah, but then, then he whips a wrench out. Yeah, <laughs> and then he calls Peter the Q word queer. Yeah, well, I guess it's not a bad word unless you mean it offensively. Because no. I feel like I feel like people took that back, but. He calls Peter queer because he didn't want to go hang out with him with some hookers. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yep, that, that makes you queer, I guess. Yeah, a lot, a lot of gay jokes, but... Oh, and he does say the R word. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I literally, every offensive thing I... Other than like some, like we said in the beginning of the podcast, uh, that going to be some fat shaming or just fat jokes. Mm-hmm. That probably weren't going to fly, but I feel like most of the offensive things came out of Patch's mouth. So. Yeah, agreed. The only other thing I had in this category was that the at the Las Vegas tournament, they're all staying at the Monte Carlo, which doesn't exist anymore. No. Because it's the Park MGM now. Yes. Very swank inside. Yes. Yeah. I always liked the Monte Carlo. Same. But I like it now, too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fancy. Fancy schmancy. I would say it's more hip than fancy, but it's a nice mixture. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys are Vegas nerds like me and Ashley, we go usually a couple times a year. Yeah. So yeah. Do you want to move on? Yes. We're gonna go ahead and play our messages on our answering machine and talk about some technology. I didn't have anything for this category. There was an answering machine. Yep. And there were some boxy computers yep. uh, at Globo Gym. Mm-hmm. They had like a security system where they were watching the average Joes. Yeah, spying on them. Yeah, with their little stand-in that they put in. Mm-hmm. A Trojan horse, if you will. 
It's a good way to describe it. Yeah. The only other thing I had was Average Joe's had a phone booth by their oh. front door, like rather than just a payphone on the wall, which would still be a dated reference. And he just had an old vending machine. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I got really distracted at the beginning of the movie with all of the people I writing, was writing down for the well hello there that yes. I m- might have missed some other things. It was insane and i try to keep them in order of appearance of the movie and i'm just like oh my lord this i recognize this person it was just it was out of control it was since we did have this on dvd though there were some amazing trailers Mm -hmm. including taxi with jimmy fallon and queen latifah yes a girl next door with alicia cuthbert and emil hirsch emil hirsch paul dano yeah paul dano i believe oliphant is in that movie yes he yes. plays her creepy boyfriend slash aid porn agent i don't know yeah he was a dirtbag let's be honest star of the mandalorian season two timothy <laughs> oliphant is he gonna be starring or just gonna be in uh i believe he's going to literally be the star of the second season oh okay. i'm sure pablo pasqual will be in it as well i don't know curveball he replaces him We've never seen the show. We have I hope somebody never watched re- it. <laughs> listening to it, like you, what? Yeah. Um, We're gonna watch it eventually. Yeah, we're late to a lot of things. Yes, because we continually watch the same shows <laughs> over again. <laughs> we did our seven three watch of Community. Oh, so we roll. Days. Um, there was also a commercial for Polly Shore is Dead, which I totally forgot was a thing. It was a movie. Mm-hmm. Was it like a meta thing? I don't really remember. I don't even know if I saw it. I never saw it. But he is, as a, when he showed up, I said, I go, that is someone we need to do some of his movies for the podcast. Son-in-Law was a movie I loved as a kid and in the army now. Biodome. Biodome and Son-in-Law for sure. Yeah. Maybe we can do a Polly Shore week. Polly Shore month. God, no. Sorry, no, guys. No, I, we'll probably end up in an insane asylum. If anybody's ever seen the one episode of Community where they take a class on Nicolas Cage and the teacher, well, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's always really funny and everything. Uh, he was like, don't try to watch all of the Nicolas Cage movies back to back or you'll go insane. And Abed does. Yeah. And he just starts acting like Nicolas Cage. Just, ugh. That's how I feel would happen. I'd just start talking like Polly Shore, and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. No, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Did you have anything else for this category? Uh, a couple songs on the soundtrack. The great Apache by the Village People, who you cannot hear that song without thinking of Will Smith and Alfonso oh. Ribeiro doing the jump on it dance. Yeah, yeah. and Fresh Prince. Yes. That was, that was- a... A good memory. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have anything on the soundtrack. There wasn't anything other than that song that piqued my interest or memory. Do you want to move on? Yes. The next category is called, Is It Even Good? Or, as I like to call it, Let's Get Digging, because there might be some plot holes. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the plot? I thought the plot actually was somewhat believable yeah that a small business would be being bought out by a big business and they're looking for a kind of a get rich quick scheme to to, save it to save it yeah so i didn't think it was 
completely out of the question that this would be a possible plot. Yeah, there's just like little things that are definitely movie. Yeah. Like the fact that it was exactly the amount of money that they needed, which was the prize for Mm -hmm. the dodgeball tournament. But yeah, I agree that, you know, big businesses buy out small businesses all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's mom, pa getting bought out by Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you have any plot holes? The only one that I really had was, I don't know why average Joes would keep the standee of white. They, I know they kind of graffitied it, but if they had just went, that's garbage, throw it away, destroy it. White would never know their plan to enter a dodgeball tournament, which I guess, I mean, obviously this is important to the movie that he does find out and then he creates his own team. But I'm saying if they had just thrown it out, they wouldn't have had that competition. And then they, but then they wouldn't have Kate who threw the dodgeball underhand like a softball and broke it. Touche. I don't know. Touche. Touche. <sighs> Shout out to The Great. Yeah, we just watched the first couple episodes of The Great. Nicholas Holt is hilarious in it. Yes. It's a horrible human being. Terrible. His character. Yes. But I love Nicholas Holt. Yes. Did you have any plot holes? I was like, where are we? We're just talking about Nicholas Holt. Let's well, let just me get a, you back on top. Let's just uh, start a Nicholas Holt podcast. <laughs> um, I had an issue with the very end. Like, Don't get me wrong. I, in, in movies, there's always got to be that love interest. And even though Kate didn't seem to really like Peter in that way mm-hmm. at all through the movie, there wasn't really... They had that one moment where he kind of interrupted White at her house where she assaulted White. Yes. With cause. She made him bleed his own blood. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> and then he like goes in her house and they have a little chat. But I didn't think it was romantic at all. And then at the very end, after all these jokes of, about her being a lesbian, her supposed girlfriend comes down from the stands and they kiss. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, she is a lesbian. Okay. And she's like, I'm bi. And then she makes out with him. And I'm like... Okay, you can be a bi, but isn't that your girlfriend? She just said she flew from like Tokyo or something like that. And um, yeah, it's, just because you're bi doesn't mean you're polyamorous. Yeah, Th- you know uh, that's very true. So I'm like, I, does the person that wrote this movie not know what bi is? <laughs> that's my no. only knock. That's my biggest bottle. I didn't notice it, but the minute you started explaining, I'm like, yeah, that's an excellent point. Why would she just start? oh, hey, by the way, I like guys too, so I'm going to make out with you right in front of my girlfriend who I clearly am in a committed relationship with. Well, I mean, they didn't explain it. I guess we could just assume that maybe they are, they do have an open relationship or maybe they're just like casually dating. Yeah. Either way, you know, the hero gets the girl, sort Uh, of. Like they always do. Yeah. But that's pretty much all I have. How about you? I just have that one. Yeah. What was your funniest line or moment? My funniest line, and it's one of those lines that I almost couldn't quote verbatim, is when they lose to the Girl Scouts, but then the Girl Scouts get disqualified for one of their players testing positive for three anabolic steroids and a low-grade beaver tranquilizer. And it's just the way the one Girl Scout reacts to her teammate. And she's like, God damn it, Bernice. Yeah. (laughs) it's clearly a guy dressed as a Girl Scout. I think like, it was uh, just a tall girl. Well, she had really hairy arms and a well, mustache. They added that, I oh, think. Okay. I thought she looked like a girl, just a older girl compared to the other teammates. I thought it was a guy. And I just love when 
Bernice covers her face and goes, oh, like, this is really deep. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I love that scene. Uh, Mine was when Kate goes to the gym for the first time to meet with Peter and and she's supposed to help him. Well, basically, she's actually supposed to help Lobo Jim acquire them, right? Mm -hmm. But she's also kind of helping him sort through, get his stuff in order. Yeah. When she's like, I'm a lawyer. He's like, what kind of a law are you into, pretty eyes? She's like, sexual harassment, mostly. (laughs) (laughs) It's just funny. It's perfect. And then I don't know why this one's uh, scene. I'm going to do a second one. When they're at the hotel in Las Vegas and Justin and Dwight and I think Kate run into, what's her face? Derek and Amber? Yeah. And the cheerleaders? Because also, there's also a cheerleading tournament happening. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're going to go ride the roller coaster, which I assume they're riding the New York, New York one. I would assume, So it's like yeah. the closest one. Mm-hmm. Again, Las Vegas nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Dwight's like, you never know. He might fall off and break all of his bones. And he's like... My cousin. It happened to my cousin. Boop. Dead. I don't know why. When he said boop. Yeah. Boop. Dead. And also you weren't expecting him to say he died. Yeah. yeah. It's just like boop. Died. Yeah. Uh, did you have any other ones you wanted to talk about? I cracked up at basically everything Jason Bateman says yes. on commentary. Down to when they come in and announce that the average Joes have forfeited. And he just goes, interesting strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it works out for him. I'm like, they're forfeiting. Yeah. I love that. And then at one point he's like, something about pump. Uh, Cotton says something about pumpkins. He's like, I sure do like pumpkins, Cotton. <laughs> but it had nothing. He was using pumpkins in a different context. And uh, yeah, everything he said was amazing. Yes. Um, what about your cringiest moment? My cringiest moment is... We mentioned him as a cameo, Lance Armstrong. He runs into Peter at, I think they're, I think he's at the airport. Yeah, because he's, he's Peter ready at to this leave. point, yeah, is ready to give up. Yeah, because White offered him $100,000 to just walk away. Lance Armstrong gives him this speech about having beaten brain, lung, and testicular cancer at the same time and not giving up. And, you know, he was able to overcome that and win the Tour de France five times at this point because he wins at seven yeah and i'm going you are our country's darkest doping scandal yeah we have ever had yeah bro so it's just it it ages the movie i put it as a a in a way a dated reference because it's like before we knew Mm -hmm. the truth yeah uh gotta love i think that's the thing that dates movies or tv shows in general is when you get a person that's like culturally relevant to the time Mm -hmm. you know i always think of in a lot of the shows growing up where they'd get the hot music artist of the time who just had a single Mm -hmm. drop or something and it was just a one-hit wonder Mm -hmm. so you rewatch that show and you're like oh bewitched not bewitched what was the the one on Boy Meets World? Yeah. We're, oh. They're in the diner. I can't think of that Was name. Bewitched a girl group? Yeah. Let us know, guys. They were the Irish one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think it was them. It was uh, a different one because they didn't have Irish accents. I yeah, no. I remember that. Mm-mm. But when you, you kind of started talking the way I thought you were going to go is 
Jared Fogel being on Community. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, he was relevant at the time, but also a criminal. Yeah, they were sponsored by Subway. Yeah. I felt like they sponsored a lot of shows. On NBC, I think. Yeah, they sponsored Chuck, which was another one of our jams that we loved. Yeah. What was your cringiest moment? Mine was, it's supposed to be cringy, but (laughs) it's just creepy, was uh, during the car wash that I talked about earlier, most of the guys are wearing like short shorts and really revealing things, which is funny. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we only have one customer and he's just creepily watching Justin, who's in this like gold... Hot pants. Hot pants. And he's washing the guy's tire. And the guy just has is playing with his belly button (laughs) and like rubbing his belly, his own belly button. And he's just like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's just so creepy. But it was hilarious. Yeah. But still creepy as hell. For sure. And there was I could have listed a bunch of stuff that White Goldman did. Yeah. But yeah, White's pretty bad. Yeah. There was a scene. It's right when they start the tournament. And they kind of, it's the camera moving through the locker room. And it's the most unnecessary, like, stereotypes. There's a team of black guys. So, of course, they have to be wearing, like, velour jogging suits. Like their 90s, late 90s rappers. Yeah. Yeah. And then they pan by the German team. And, of course, they're praying to a picture of Hasselhoff, which then we find out later is their coach. And then they show the Japanese team. And they're wearing sumo outfits and doing like weird sumo warm-ups like they have to hit all these unnecessary stereotypes yeah definitely every single team had some sort of cultural stereotype yeah i feel like that's uh i think if it represented the the place well Mm -hmm. i guess it, it could be done today but not in such a cartoonish way yeah you know and it was even more so unnecessary because if you put the Japanese team in a normal outfit and the German team in a normal outfit, it doesn't affect the movie. No. But you got to like try to. It's amping it up for comedy. Exactly. Yeah. That kind of falls flat too, by the way. It's not even that it, funny. It's not really that funny. Mm-hmm. I had a similar thing. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about later when it comes to the awards. Okay. <laughs> um, I did like that there was a lot of physical humor. Like one of the funnier parts was when Justin got hit with a wrench. Yeah. Because... Not so much that he got hit with it, but he was sitting there yelling. And it's just like that gag like on Family Guy when Peter hits his knee and he's just like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I read a trivia tidbit that said that they were made with rubber, but mm-hmm. the first one that they threw at Justin Long was like a little harder than the others. And it really did fucking, it cut his eyebrow. Really? Yeah. So, Jesus. Fun. Yeah, no. Did Why? you have anything else you want to talk about? I was kind of thinking the same thing as when they're whipping the balls at each other and they're people taking them to the face. Yeah. I'm like, they don't look foam. It probably no. hurt like hell. <laughs> no, it, it must have been hard to not cringe. Cause yeah. You, you're, as the actor, you're expecting it. You know it's going to happen. But <laughs> as the character, you're supposed to be caught off guard. So that... Must have been kind of hard. Yeah. You get to stand there and act like you don't know this is being thrown at your face really fast. Yeah. I think that's all I had. Other than they had to make the dumb references of balls a lot. Because balls, Mm -hmm. dodgeballs. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't have any balls. There you go. (laughs) Just as an additional note, ESPN 
like once a year does programming where it's essentially they call it espn 8 the ocho nice and they do a day of programming where it's just the bizarre stuff that would have been shown on espn 8 they actually did it a couple weeks ago oh nice yeah so they do it pretty much every year i did like the opening of the broadcast and they showed like clips of different tight they're like it's kind of sports and it was like lawnmower racing and and stuff like that it was pretty funny yeah it was well done very much should we move on yes that was my award show music and it kind of sounded like super mario (laughs) so we we have music we put it in there (laughs) As always, it is award season here on Ruining Our Childhood. We give out two awards every week, Every week, every the week. first of which is the valedictorian to the Nicolas Cage Online School of Bad Acting. Who did you give your award to? I, again, it's another movie where I feel like it's an ensemble cast for the most part. I know <laughs> Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller and Christine Taylor primarily, like, I guess the main characters. Yeah. But you wouldn't really have a movie with all the other people. Mm-hmm. So I ended up giving it to Joel David Moore, who plays Owen, Mm -hmm. because if you think about the group that's on the team of Average Joes, I feel like everybody had kind of a concrete, small plot. Like Justin, he is kind of nerdy and he wanted to be a part of his cheerleading team Mm -hmm. and didn't make it. So he's kind of got that going for him. And then uh, there's Pirate Steve. Yes. I almost said Roger. Old Pirate Roger. <laughs> um, pirate Steve, you know, he's, he talks like a pirate. Yeah. And legitimately thinks he's a pirate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gordon kind of is a little disgruntled at home, doesn't have a very good marriage. And I just felt like Owen, the only thing, he was dumb. Yeah. And he was attracted to Fran. Yes. But I felt like his plot points weren't that great i think everybody else had a defined purpose and he was like so close to justin's age i would say that they're kind of almost interchangeable but justin distinguished himself more i felt as a character that like at the end he's like who's steve the pirate and i thought that joke kind of fell flat like how dumb are you like if they removed some if they had to remove somebody from the team if they removed him I'd be like, whatever. Yeah, they would have been just fine without him. Yeah, but nothing against Joel David Moore. I think he's good in the things he's in. And he was good in this movie. It's just out of all of them. He's the one I could have removed. How about you? For me, it was Rip Torn Uh as Patches O'Houlihan. Because I get the, he's the old player, you know, the old veteran player. He was really good at it and all this. But it's all the dialogue that they wrote for him is what dates the movie probably more than anything because it's it's racist it's homophobic it's really unnecessary like all this stuff i mean he gets some fun parts about the dodge a wrench dodge a ball that's cool but the rest of his shit is what dates the movie probably more than anything there's not a lot of dated clothes or technology yeah i agree with you there how you said you could take a Owen off the team, I'm like, you could take him out of the movie, rip Torn out of the movie, and the movie would have been just as fine. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. In hindsight, like, the character, because he's this dodgeball veteran, is definitely had purpose, but I yeah. agree with you that he 
definitely was the number one thing that dated the movie as far as the offensive things that were coming out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. Do you want to move on? Yes. The next awards, the Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting. Who did you give yours to? I gave it to Pepper Brooks himself, Jason Bateman. I had a feeling you were going to. He comes in and he steals all the scenes he's in in... Kind of like Will Arnett in that movie Semi Pro. Yeah. With it's kind of a very forgettable movie, but Will Arnett's the funniest part as just a broadcaster. Yeah. I kind of felt that way about Jason Bateman. He he's you know the guy gets hit in the crotch with the ball and he's like, "Ouch, town population, you bro," <laughs> and then they were talking about it's a two on one situation in dodgeball because the one team's just down to one player, and Cotton McKnight's like, "It's the." devil's menage a trois two on one and pepper's just like usually you gotta pay extra for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I, I when i was a kid watching for the first time he was definitely one of my favorite parts yeah and it, i thought the movie was hilarious throughout but mm-hmm. he definitely like gave it extra yes sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no i i was gonna say when i saw in theaters he was the part when i left that i was like he was so freaking hilarious yeah yeah for sure i gave mine to ben stiller Okay. Even though his character can be a little problematic mm-hmm. when you think about it, I think he did a really good job playing him. Yes. And I thought there's a, a lot of the funnier parts, aside from Jason Bateman, were surrounded around him. Mm-hmm. Like how he was so awkward when he was trying to fight and he couldn't think of insults and they were just like really poor insults. <laughs> you mean when... Peter goes up to his hotel room and he walks in and he says, Donde esta la biblioteca? Pedro. Pedro. And he's like, what? He's like, we're opening a gym in Mexico. (laughs) Like, it's totally unnecessary. He's that type of guy that has a lot of confidence because he's lost weight Mm -hmm. and he really puts a lot of work into his body now. Mm -hmm. But he also says the stupidest thing and then like gets defensive when you're like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, but he reads a lot of books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, he was a close second for me. Like you said, he's playing somebody. He's yes. not... Vince Vaughn is essentially, if you ask me, the same character he plays in old school. I was thinking, honestly, Vince Vaughn, I felt like he barely even had any dialogue in this movie <laughs> when you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, he is definitely the straight man, and he... The funnier parts that I think of Vince Vaughn is when he's just giving white goldman weird looks because of the shit that's flying out of his mouth and he's just like what the fuck did you just say yeah but my favorite line is you kind of mentioned it earlier was nobody makes me bleed my own (laughs) blood nobody and then he snaps his fingers and michelle comes up on a little moped i Mm -hmm. think oh it's good (laughs) but he just is was a horrible character real creep but he played it well, so yes. I had to give him the award. He was delightful. Do you want to move on to answering the question, does this movie hold up? And what do you think? I think I was incredibly wrong. I didn't think it was going to hold up, and I put it on Vince Vaughn, who, as you pointed out, doesn't have a lot of dialogue. He doesn't really say anything offensive that much. No. Um, white has some of his stuff a little offensive or edgier. And like I said, if you could take Rip Torn from the movie, like his racist and homophobic dialogue, it's still really funny. Yeah. And 
not very dated as far as technology, clothing, any of that. I could have did without some of the fat jokes, like yeah. the scene where Justin Long's talking about why he didn't make the cheerleading team, and mm-hmm. it's because the actress from all that, I can't remember her name. Lori Beth Denberg. Yes. Uh, fell on him. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. It was just like, to me, that is pretty offensive yeah. to anybody that's of larger mm-hmm. stature. So... No, agreed. And, you know, I, I get when people get offended by that because it's it's a tired joke by now. Yes. It was probably a tired joke in 2004. Yeah. You know, and, and even like uh, Ben Stiller in a fat suit. But I think overall, like you said, uh, there was a lot of parts that were funny. Vince Vaughn wasn't an issue. I think no. like sometimes in movies he plays like a higher energy jerk. Mm-hmm. But I think in this, because he's kind of defeated and he just wants to like help people have confidence in a way. Like, he was just kind of laid back more. Yeah. He really was the straight man in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I think all the other characters were really funny and, and good. So I think overall the movie did work still. It still was funny. Yeah, there's just a few parts. Random cameo by Mr. Armstrong. You take out some of that stuff. It's still, like you said, it's a real good cast as far yeah. as they're all very funny. And it's still a decent movie. For sure. Yeah. So... Oh, I did have one little fun fact that I think you would have enjoyed was Ken Marino auditioned for the role of Steve the Pirate. Really? Didn't get it, obviously. Wow. We love us some Ken Marino. Yes. Vinny Van Lowe. Yeah. From um, Veronica Mars. And numerous other yeah. funny things. Oh, he's he's amazing. Yeah. I loved when I went to Disney probably five years ago and I realized he's the technician on the aerosmith ride <laughs> he d- i don't even think he has a line he's just sitting there and you're like it's ken marino i'm like yeah i'm like holy shit it's ken marino but you weren't there with me so yeah, i'm like I, I said it i'm like looking around i'm like none of these fuckers know who ken marino is i hate you all <laughs> ashley doesn't ride roller coasters and yes. i just i just said ashley talk about yourself in the third person i will yeah the rock does it the rock does do it and he made a damn good living he still makes, still a, good makes living, a damn right? good living. <laughs> yeah. So another one in the books for us, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we said earlier in the episode, if you want to help us pick our next movie for next week, you should do that. And this week, this coming up week or tomorrow, mm-hmm. if you will, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, uh, we are doing a poll brought to you by baseball movies. Oh, did you know that? I, I did not, <laughs> even though I'm pretty sure I picked the movies for us. <laughs> oh, well, you picked a movie and I picked a movie. Okay. That's how this works. Yes, sir. go ahead. The first choice is going to be A League of Their Own. Okay. An amazing tale about women playing baseball. Mm-hmm. And it stars Thomas J. Hanks, and as well as Gina Davis. I, was say, I know there's Gina Davis, <laughs> yeah. And your pick was Rookie of the Year. I was... Hoping you'd remember it. I went, uh, did I pick that or Major League? I'm surprised you didn't pick Major League, but, you know. Rookie of the Year made a good impression on me as a child, though. Yeah. Yeah. I like that movie. Mm-hmm. If you guys like baseball, definitely vote in the poll. If you mm-hmm. don't like baseball, also vote in the poll. Yeah. And just know who you're choosing. Yeah. Do you like me better or do you like Ryan? Thank you. <laughs> you're like, damn it. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. It's no. not a competition. I'm just saying that a lot of mine have won. I think Dodgeball was your choice, though. And Three Ninjas was my choice, technically. I thought I picked Three Ninjas. Oh. I don't know. Well, I know I, I picked Dogma. 
Yes, you did pick Dogma, and I picked Jay and Silent Pop. But you can vote for those polls on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yes. And while you're there, especially if you're subscribing to any of those, go ahead and subscribe to us on uh, whatever podcast platform you listen to and throw us a little review. Yes. If you're uh, if you have an iPhone mm-hmm. or you have a Mac, go to the podcast app mm-hmm. and review us, please. Yeah. For the love of God. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But it helps us out. It, it does. So, and you it know. Also will help you out in the sense they'll start making suggestions off of what you're listening and reviewing. So yeah. it benefits you as well. Do you, you want to know well. the podcasts that are uh, listed under our similar when you search our podcast? Please. On that? Are there some good ones? Uh, let's see. So it's literally only one for some reason. Mm-hmm. And it's The Dark Side of, and it's a podcast where they talk about the dark side of charities. Whoa. And we're over here talking about movies and trying to be funny. Oh, they dig up into everything from charities to the foundling fathers to the Bible. So they just like go into depth into different things where we don't go into depth at all. <laughs> but there are a lot of movie podcasts. Oh, so, uh, yeah. And a lot of movie podcasts that do a similar thing to us. So. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that you listen to us yes. and that you like us. And yeah, so thanks for listening. We know you have a choice and we appreciate you choosing ruining our childhood airlines for your flying needs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's end this thing. Okay, bye. All right, bye. Sorry. <laughs> A group of misfits enter a Las Vegas dodgeball tournament in order to save their cherished local gym. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) From the onslaught. (laughs) Oh, you're done. You cannot do it.